Welcome to the Business with Bordeaux podcast, where we're bringing basic business tips to entrepreneurs and the future leaders of tomorrow. Let's get down to business. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Business with Bordeaux podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to the show this week. We have a great show for you this week. I have Mr. Chad Horton. He is the current owner of Rapzilla. I know a lot of you folks probably know a little bit about Rapzilla already, but uh, we definitely dive into that. And so it's a great interview, so make sure you stay tuned for that. Uh, before I do that, though, uh, I do want to apologize for being uh, kind of MIA for the past few weeks. Uh, it's just been, you know, New Year. I've been trying to get things right with my wife, uh, you know, things figured out for the year. Uh, we're going on a trip to Disney. My daughter got a, a Make-A-Wish Foundation wish granted. And so we're taking her to Disney. We're taking her to Disney for a week. And so there's a lot of stuff going on there. So I do apologize, but the show was not canceled. It's still going on, so don't worry. But anyway, uh, before we jump into the interview, though, I do want you to check out uh, Aaron Simpkins at TrueStrengthApparel.com. Uh, make sure for any of your clothing gear, you check him out, TrueStrengthApparel.com. And uh, he's a really great guy, and uh, he's done a lot of my shirts for me, my business with Bordeaux shirt as well as the Solomon's Porch Podcast t-shirt. So hit him up and go get something from him. Also, Mr. Uh, Prophet Josiah. Uh, make sure you go to prophetjosiah.com. He has actually just released a single called Count Your Blessings. And so go check out his music. He's getting ready to drop some new stuff. I think he's doing an album this year. So uh, make sure you stay tuned. Again, that's prophetjosiah.com. And Mr. L.T. Smith, Mr. L.T. Smith, uh, newest patron of the show, Check him out over on YouTube. Look at LT Smith. Uh, the links for those uh, different websites and stuff will be in the show description. So you can just click on it and then go check out the supporters of the show and make sure you support them. Um, give them feedback on music. You know, get a shirt from Aaron or you know whatever you want to order from him. And uh, yeah, I appreciate that. So anyway, without further ado, we're going to go ahead and jump into the interview with Mr. Chad Horton. Alrighty, welcome back to another interview here on the Business with Bordeaux podcast. I'm honored this week to have with me the owner of Rapzilla, Christian Hip Hop Media Outlet. A lot of you folks probably already know of him. I have with me this week, Mr. Chad Horton. How you doing, sir? Great, great. Thanks for having me. Man, it's fantastic to have you on the call this week. I got to be honest, man. Whenever I first joined up with Track Stars. It was kind of difficult for me because I saw Rapzilla as a competitor, like competition. And then it kind of took me a while to figure out that, you know, track stars, jam to hype, Rapzilla, everybody. It's more of, it's almost like churches with the same overall mission, but different. And it's almost like we're all sharing the gospel together. It's just we have different bodies of believers working together to do that. Is that kind of how you see it as well? Uh, I, I have, I struggle, like I've struggled with that over the years, more so, you know, in my earlier years of doing this, but yeah, there's definitely, um, aspects of both. I think, you know, I think when you're in media, um, you know, the, the part you want to share is the message, the ministry, the gospel, the music, all of that. But then the part of it where there's, you know, creative or you know uh advances in different ways 
like if those things are blatantly like copied then you know that's when you kind of feel like there's it's a competition um so yeah i struggle with i've struggled with that in the past more so recently i'm trying to get more involved with other outlets in some capacity um but yeah it's it's definitely something i think everyone struggles with that's in the entertainment industry that are also christians right right so do you think part of that struggle is just part of being a, a fan of business doing business strategy and do you think it, it, it's part of that um probably yeah i mean you know like like i said like when it when it's has to do with ministry or someone knowing about an artist or knowing about you know um some piece of amazing content like I think that we all want to share and we all want people to know about those things. If it's ministry, you, you know, you ultimately want someone to grow and, uh, you know, to come to know the Lord. Um, but you know, when it comes to, uh, you know, creating or art, you know, if someone is, you know, kind of, I mean, nothing new is under the sun, but when someone blatantly copies what you do or, um behind the scenes you know if they're um doing things that are trying to you know uh joust themselves ahead of you in some way then that's where the competition aspect comes in um gotcha gotcha so one thing i realized you know going back looking at the interview you and philip rude both did with track stars a couple years ago at flavor fest is whenever you got into Christian media, you weren't actually a believer. And so I'm very curious to know what that was like for you and how that felt doing that. And what was that transition like becoming an actual believer? Yeah. Sh- um, shout out to Sh- track stars. I love what track stars does. And, um, um, I, uh, I wish I was like in the vicinity of them so I could just go hang out and, and, and just be around and, and interview, you know, do interviews or just conversate. I love what they do. But yeah, in that interview, I talked about, um, you know, I guess that's essentially part of my testimony. Um, so, uh, I was, I was working in a music business starting in 2000. I started doing, uh, the first thing I started doing was, um, uh, well, the first thing before I even was doing business, you know, I was just on a promotional team, you know, back in the, in the early nineties where you would mail, I wrote into like local Bay area hip hop labels, you know, on the back of the cassette or CD, it would say an address to join the promotional team. So I wrote in and I would have all the promos for all the Bay area hip hop stuff that was starting to explode. I would have that first you know, like in my city and in my school. And it was just an amazing feeling to hear stuff first before anyone and be able to share it with people. Um, and then see that whole thing blow up and be a part of it in some way. Um, but then fast forward to, you know, 2000, um, you know, that's when I started being involved in the local, you know, music scene, um, with the purpose of trying to get involved in the music business. And so I just started helping a local hip hop group in Indianapolis, which where, where, where 
you know, three years in that stint of time. Um, and, you know, from there I was just, you know, getting to know people in the local scene. And then eventually I started doing concerts with just local, you know, hip hop. Um, I then met Mark LaFay and Mark LaFay was doing hardcore and metal shows. Um, most of them or a lot of them were, you know, in the Christian genre. And so, um, then him and I started partnering and doing shows together um, just to help each other's shows out. And he introduced me, um, you know, at the time I, you know, after we started growing, I started doing shows for like KRS one and De La Soul and people like that. And then he showed me Christian hip hop stuff. Um, at the time it was Mars ill and LA symphony and uh, John Rubin so he showed me that kind of stuff because he knew that it would be palatable to um, someone that knew nothing about Christianity, you know, didn't grow up in the church. And so he knew it was just dope hip hop, but it was, you know, by a Christian. And I loved it. You know, I loved all that I heard. And, um, and so, you know, from there I was, I started partnering with him doing shows with some of those artists. So we brought out Marzil, we brought out, you know, Substatic you know, some of the Deep Space Five people. We did several shows with Marzil. Uh, we brought out Red Cloud. Um, so we did a lot of shows. And then um, I ended up moving to San Diego um, in 2003, where I started working with Syntax Records, um, who was based in San Diego. Um, I moved here with a girlfriend from Indiana, Indianapolis, and then we split up. I met who is my wife now. Um, she was a Christian. I uh, met her at the DMV of all places. So I had one great experience at the DMV. Uh, and, uh, you know, so basically from there, she, you know, she introduced me to the gospel. She introduced me to church, you know, a world I was unfamiliar with. I wasn't seeking God even after hearing Christian hip hop and doing shows and, you know, I believe there was a God. I just, it wasn't something I was, you know, seeking. Um, so at that point, um, you know, I, uh, changed my life. God changed my life. Um, and, uh, you know, prior to that, just growing up in the Bay area, you know, I was, I was wiling out doing the things that, you know, a lot of kids do and grew up in the hip hop, you know, hip hop culture, you know, so everything from, you know, selling drugs and doing drugs and, you know, just partying and all the, all those things. So, you know, I was, I was smoking weed and, and whatever all the way up until, you know, I met my wife until I met the Lord. And then from there, you know, I, I pretty much immediately um, changed my life, you know, and that doesn't happen for everyone I know, um, you know, but it happened to me and it just spoke volumes to me because, you know, throughout my life, I, I tried to stop doing some things and, you know, make changes and uh, was just never able to stick to them. And, you know, God changed me. And so that showed me the power of, you know, of, of truth. And so um, from there, then I did start to pursue actually working with Christian artists um, more so than I had. And it just became a different, um, a different experience than when I was doing it before. Before it was strictly, you know, based off of 
whether I like the music and um, and just business, you know, trying to promote concerts and, you know, make money and be involved in hip hop. Um, so it, be, it took on a different meaning for me at that point. And um, that kind of is the, uh, the summary of my testimony. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. Cause I know, you know, most people would agree that DMV is the worst place for anything. And so for having a huge testimony coming from a DMV is pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, it really was amazing because I was, I was working in Christian music, you know, and there's a lot of people that work in Christian music that are not Christians. And a lot of people talk about that, like it's such a horrible thing, but you know, for me, uh, you know, I look at it as, you know, people need jobs and pe- if people know the business of music, then they can work, you know, anywhere. And if they happen to be, you know, putting their efforts behind the Christian arts, then that's actually a good thing. But, you know, I do understand that viewpoint, but for me, God had me working on Christian music and I was not a Christian. And so in retrospect, I look at that and my mind is just blown at, you know, at what God does you know, that we aren't even aware of, you know, how he's working in ways that we are not even aware of. Yeah. That kind of reminds me of the atheist guy who created the very successful Bible app and actually made a lot of money from it. Oh, I didn't hear. I don't know about that. Yeah. I heard it on a podcast a while ago. It's a podcast called startup and it's a guy who was a non-believer. who was just messing around developing apps and he created a Bible app. And I can't remember if it was strictly Spanish but it was something, uh, it, it was a non-believer though. I know that. And he made a ton of money off of it. And so it just kind of reminded me of what your situation was, except I'm pretty sure you weren't making six figures off Christian hip hop music. I mean, I know there's not that much money in Christian hip hop, contrary to what some people may believe, but when did you actually become part owner of Rapzilla? Uh, when did that come about in, uh, in your career? Yeah. So we, um, the way that happened was, um, uh, so not only was I working in Christian music, you know, doing concerts and then, um, actually what I went to from there was booking, um, concerts as a booking agent for artists. And, um, you know, some of those artists included LA ended up being LA symphony, red cloud, Pigeon John, Braille, um, Tone, uh, you know, um, the Syntax Records roster, you know, at that time, Caboose, um, you know, et cetera. And so um, I also had a website um, that I started, you know, basically right before I moved from Indianapolis. It was called hiphopforthesoul.com. And um, so it was a Christian hip hop website. Um, and you know, one thing that was, that I'm still proud of was uh, we had message boards and we had the, uh, this was before social media. So most artists didn't have websites or message boards back then. So we had the official message boards for a plethora of Christian, you know, Christian hip hop artists, you know, everywhere from like grits to tunnel rats, you know, to, um, uh, trying to remember who else was in there. I can't remember. But, you know, it was it was a community um, uh, for Christian hip hop, but it was also the official communities for each of these artists that we hosted in the message board. Um, So I had that website 
And then uh, I was involved, you know, in other message boards at the time, like uh, Hip Hop Zone, um, Sphere Hip Hop was, you know, of course, around back then. Um, and see, I think that's about it. And I never got into Holy Culture that much, um, but I was there a little bit. Um, and so, you know, we we met people from all the all over the world online that way before social media existed that was social media so phil was one of the people that i met you know in those communities um and then you know once you meet someone met someone back then you would kind of take your conversations to like your instant messenger aol instant messenger and so um him and i used to talk a lot and he would always pick my brain and try to get contacts from me because he was starting this website called rabzilla and this was in like 2002, 2003. And he was 15 years old living in his bedroom at his parents' house in Belgium because his parents were missionaries. Um, and uh, so we, we, you know, we just were talking for several years and um, we worked together in different ways with Rapzilla, but more so, um, you know, from like a record label standpoint or, um, you know, whatever it may be. And so just, you know, at some point I hit him up and I'm like, Hey, you know, after I had shut down hip hop for the soul.com a few years went by and I hit him up and said, Hey, I'd love to get back involved with it, but I don't really want to start a new website again myself. So he was open to the idea and we, you know, talked through it. And then eventually um, I came on as half owner of, of Rapzilla in 2010. And then from there, you know, we just kind of put our um, brains and efforts together and, worked like maniacs for like you know 10 hours a day outside of my regular job you know um on rapzilla and we did that for like five years straight and so you know really blew up um that year 2010 um and and uh the rest is history um as far as uh us coming together Right now, I hate not having Philip here on the interview, but I do want to ask, uh, in you know, regards to you and yourself, what was the roughest transition in you becoming part owner or owner of Rapzilla? Well, I, I I actually did not like the name Rapzilla, and he was just he was super dead set on keeping it. He loved it, so I just rolled with it. Um, you know, it grew on me. Um, you know, but that was one of the first initial ones. Um, but really, you know, he was, um, you know, we didn't really have like disagreements as far as or transition issues or anything for that matter. Like we, we kind of talked through everything before we um, agreed to be partners. And, uh, you know, we, um, yeah, we just kind of hit the ground running. Um, the only, the only hard part is like when you're in business with someone, you know, people, you know, I'll have issues in my life, in my personal life. He'll have issues in his personal life. And so when you're partners and you're working on a business and it's basically just you two, and then you maybe have some contributors, um, you know, to help as well. But the, ultimately the business is ran by you and another person. It's like you have to pick up the slack for each other when, when needed, you know. And, uh, and so, you know, eventually um, Phil – you know, he, he was struggling with, you know, just the passion of being involved in it and wanting to do other things. Like he's a, he's an amazing photographer. 
um, and he loves to do marketing stuff. And so, um, yeah, eventually he just was ready to move on. Um, but I was still plugging away at the website. And so a year ago we, you know, decided to, we actually pursued, um, trying to sell it just because I kind of didn't want to be involved if he wasn't involved, because when we're working on all cylinders, him and I, with, you know, the people that are on our team, it's just like an amazing feeling. You know, you feel like you're just coasting through and doing amazing, amazing things. Um, and then having fun doing it, you know? Um, so I didn't really want to continue without him. Um, but, you know, after much thought and prayer and deliberation and like all of that, it's, uh, you know, we came down to me buying him out from the site. And so, um, so that's what I did. You know, I'm just, I'm still in the process of, of paying him for his share, you know, of the site that we agreed on. And, um, yeah, so that's the, that's the story of it. He's, you know, still super supportive, but he's pursuing his photography and, being a hype beast. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely been seeing them all over Instagram and uh and Twitter, you know, kind of touring around, talking to artists and stuff and doing different photo shoots and I, I know he's probably really enjoying that. Now, I'd love to know how do you keep in contact with your team at Rapzilla? At Trackstars, we have a a, a weekly call and uh, we have a different group chat. How is it that you stay connected and just keep in contact at all times? Because, you know, I'm pretty sure uh, you're kind of scattered throughout the country. You don't all live in one spot, do you? Yeah, I wish I wish we had um, weekly calls. Like, um, I, I really just need, like, an assistant, but I can't afford to pay one. So <laughs> um, I'm not as organized that as I, I would like to be. But so we uh, ultimately communicate most through an app called Voxer, um, V-O-X-E-R. So you can have group chats in there with voice and, you know, it's similar to Telegram, but not really. Um, so I use that a lot. Um, we're on Slack. We use Slack a lot. Um, email, text, Facebook, Instagram, you know, just we'll share content back and forth to each other that we see, you know, on different platforms, but voice communication is usually how we communicate most, which is on Voxer. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's been like a huge asset to our team actually. Yeah. I think, uh, one of the cool things about, you know, app like Voxer or Telegram is that voice communication. I feel like the voice communication is much better than just text. If you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. It's just, you know, it's hard when, you know, like Phil was living in, you know, Minnesota or Oklahoma. He lived in, you know, both places. And then, um, you know, like Justin is in New York. Um, Steven, you know, is in Texas. Uh, you know, so we're, we're in all different states. And so uh, I have kids and a wife and a job and, uh, you know, Justin has a new baby and so it's like trying to get everyone available on one day at the, at one time consistently is just really hard with so many variables, you know? Yeah. And having a new baby definitely takes up a lot of time, unexpected time. So well, congratulations to Justin for the new baby. And I hope he's uh, able to figure out that time management and getting that done well. 
Yeah, so what was it like uh, transitioning from having uh, Philip on the team with you, being co-owner, to you becoming full-time owner, just the, the sole owner of Rapzilla? Was that a big transition for you? Yeah, I mean, things definitely got harder, um, you know, because he brought a lot to the table. Um, he's more of like a developer, tech guy. Um, and, you know, finding people that um, can contribute, you know, because, the, you know, the amount of revenue doesn't really support a team full time. And so, um, you know, f besides that, finding people that are passionate enough about Christian hip hop, they are Christians. Um, you know, they know enough about Christian hip hop and they actually want to dedicate time to do this, you know, to find those people is so hard. You know, it's a, it's such a rarity to find those people. Um, you know, unless we, you know, of course, if we were able to pay, you know, a, a normal salary to someone, I'm sure we could find a lot of people, but the people that are willing to sacrifice to, to try to build something, um, or just to contribute because they're, they love it and they're passionate about it. Like, you know, it's really, it's really, it gets really difficult, um, to find those people. So it was definitely becoming harder in the beginning or it was, it was harder in the beginning without him, you know, without his contributions, um, and just, you know, I was, I worked with him for so many years. So, you know, I kind of was taking on, you know, everything at that point. So like right now we're, we're working on a new website, you know, that's something that he would spearhead because he knows about a lot of the things that I don't know about on the, the technology side, on the back end side of things. Um, and, you know, paying all the bills, um, you know, working with the staff, you know, actually contributing stuff. You know, there's a whole lot that goes into what we do. And so to have, you know, the founder leave is always going to be hard, you know? So did you think about changing the name after Philip had left? Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> we, um, yeah, we actually, there was actually an artist, um, well-known artist that was interested in investing in Rapzilla to be left unnamed. Um, and one of the main reasons that I didn't, didn't pursue that was um, I wanted to kind of not have a partner for a while. And then also because he wanted to change the name and change the branding of it. <laughs> and so I was like, we can't do that. You know, that would just be, that would just kill, you know, the, the pro the progress that's been made over the last 15 years, you know, we're at, we're on our 15th year as a website. So, you know, whether people like it or not, like it is what it is now, you know, just like when, you know, some new app comes out or Facebook, like people thought Facebook was a ridiculous name, but everyone's there, you know? So, um, yeah, so that, that's not going to happen. Yeah. I think one of the craziest names in being different, the first time you hear it and the very successful band is Skillet. <laughs> yeah. Skillet. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's, all kinds of them, especially in hip hop nowadays, like there's all kinds of like ridiculous names, you know, but because you know, if you, if you put enough behind it, then it really doesn't matter, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. So one thing I did want to talk to you about and get your thoughts on is, you know, in a Christian media type of environment, company business, is there a line that you draw between ministry and business? 
myself, I do the music submissions for track stars. And there are a lot of artists who will not pay for any type of promotion or advertisement because they feel like just because they're a Christian sharing the gospel, they should get free promo. And so is there any type of line that you have to kind of, or boundaries that you put in place and uh, to just kind of, you know, be sure to, to make that clear to artists? Yeah, the um, the thing is, is uh, I don't see a line between ministry and business. Um, I think our lives are ministry, like we minister in our everyday lives with how we interact with people, you know, what we communicate to people. Um, and so I think what happens with artists a lot of times is they separate, um, they separate their music and ministry from the actual reality, <laughs> but they separate it from business, you know, and that doesn't make sense because, you know, the church, the church collects money and the church is operating a business. They just have a nonprofit, you know, um, a nonprofit um, structure structure. Yeah. And so, you know, there's benefits with that, but ultimately they can't operate without money, right? Like no one can operate without money in this, in this world. And so, you know, if, if, uh, you know, an artist submits their music and, you know, 99% of the time, literally 99% of the time, maybe even a higher percentage, 99.6, you know, we post the music that we post for free. You know, we don't, we don't charge to post music. And so um, the people that are the most vocal about us charging people for money and saying that publicly and harping on it are the people that are the ones that got turned down, you know, and didn't get posted on the website. And so, you know, what they'll usually do is they'll respond and say, well, you know, how do I get my music posted? Well, our response is if you really want, you know, to, to get in front of the audience, then you need to advertise. And that doesn't mean we're going to post their music because we get offers from people that have budgets of five, up to $10,000, you know, like I literally turn down once a week, someone that has like three to $5,000 that they want to spend with us because their music is bad, you know, or their video is really bad. And so, yeah, the money would be amazing for us. Um, but ultimately it reflects negatively on our brand and it reflects negatively on the genre and, you know, it's, it's a disservice. So, you know, I, I don't, I don't separate business and ministry, uh, you know, because business has to be done. You know, you, you, no one can operate working for someone else, which is essentially what we do day in and day out. Um, we're mostly working for free. Um, but we do collect money for advertising to, to make the business continue, you know, so artists really need to understand that and consider that, you know, like, you're asking someone, you know, put your music on their website um, over someone else um, for free, essentially. So you want someone to use a brand and a website that is a platform that has, you know, hundreds of thousands of, of visitors that you want them to put you in front of them for nothing, for free. And you're not willing to give or do anything, you know, for that that website or that platform, like, how is that fair? How does that make sense? Um, 
you know, however, like, again, like 99% of what we do, of what we post, we do for free. Yeah, and I think it's important for a lot of people to understand that, you know, it takes money to run these uh, Christian media organizations, websites, all of that costs, you know, it's capital, it's revenue. And so, you know, there has to be some type of revenue coming in from somebody because people aren't giving these people, these platforms, just free money. It, it just doesn't come like that. Uh, yeah, I but, mean, you know, you if you go to, uh, you know, another hip-hop website, um, you know, and, uh, you know, try to give visibility, they're probably going to, number one, turn you down. But uh, because they have a bigger pool of content that they can pull from and they have more, you know, volume of quality people, of quality music to pull from, so they'll just say no. But if you want that visibility, you're going to have to pay them too, you know, to, to get banners, to do email blasts, to get on their social media if they offer that. You know, it's, just, it's, not going to, it's not any different over there. You just have a higher likelihood of actually getting on Rapzilla and getting in front of an audience um, because it's a smaller market. Um, you know, and so it's the same thing as if you were to go to, you know, your church and you wanted to do a wedding. You know, some churches may let you do it for free, but ultimately it's people spending their time and it costs money to run a church. And so ultimately, most of the time, people have to pay to do something at the church, you know. Um, it's just, you know, like time is money, like people's time equals money. So, um, you know, I think the mis the the misconception with uh, artists that are like Christian rappers is, well, I'm a Christian. Like I'm just trying to get this, you know, message that God has me to give to people. I'm trying to get this out to the world. And because we're Christians, we're supposed to go, okay, yeah, we're going to do that. You know, but you don't need to get the message of the gospel out to the world through, through a song or through hip hop. Like it's great, but that's just, that's just a privilege. You know, you can go spread the gospel all day long without music or us. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure that, you know, these artists understand the dynamics of a Rapzilla, Jam the Hype, DJ Wado, Track Stars, Grow the Heck Up, all the different outlets out there that are promoting any type of artist or just uh, just trying to enhance the culture. And so I definitely wanted to get that in there. Now, uh, as far as Rapzilla, though, I mean, y'all have teamed up with Christian. Apple Music Curation. Uh, Y'all have had a lot of things going on lately. Is there anything coming up that you're excited to share that you want to talk about or just let people know about uh, who, who might be listening? Yeah, so we partnered with Chris Chicago for our Rapzilla.com live with Chris Chicago. Show. So it's a radio show that's syndicated on, I don't even know how many stations, like maybe 50 stations. Um, and then we also put it on iTunes, um, uh, you know, as a podcast and we put it on Google play and it's on our SoundCloud. So we have, I think we're around a year or more now, or maybe it is two years. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, that's been working, working, you know, great. Like it's, it's a, he does, he's a, he's a veteran. Like he's, he's an expert at what he does. So that's been working great. Um, and then we, uh, you know, we, we launched our Spotify playlist, which is only about, a year and a half old. I wish I would have 
Tim from Syntax was always telling me to start one, and I was just like, I don't really see why the value, you know. <laughs> and if you know, <laughs> finally it clicked like a year and a half ago. Um, so we started our playlist there, and they've done amazing. Like, uh, you know, artists support them, uh, you know, a lot. Which, I mean, that's the only reason we grow is artists create great content, and then we get behind it, you know, and they get behind us. But um, so those have been working well, and we actually have been talking to Spotify a lot the last, you know, uh, six months. Um, and so we're looking to partner with them on some ways that I don't really know what they are going to be yet. Um, but I'm going to meet with them soon. Um, we're just having dialogue like now as we speak. And so I'm hoping we can do something bigger, um, you know, than, than we have, which is just having our playlist available. Um, we're hoping to maybe curate some playlists um, like you see uh, Social Club doing with the Blaze playlist. And I think they're going to have other artists curate that playlist um, maybe monthly or something. But we want to do something similar um, and grow our brand on Spotify. Um, we are an official curator at Apple Music. They have official curator profiles. Um, so we were one of the first that launched when they first opened that up. Um, so our playlists live over there as well. Um, and aside from those, you know, those, we don't really have anything new that's, that's happening on that front. Um, besides just trying to get more involved with the actual companies to give, you know, Christian hip hop a bigger position, um, which I think we have already done, but just not for our brand because we've been, talking to them for years behind the scenes and um, they finally are curating their own playlists on Spotify. They have several playlists now that are Christian hip hop specific. And so while that's not a win for, you know, Rapzilla's brand directly, you know, it's a win for the culture and we're excited about that. Um, yeah. We're trying to get the same thing happening, whether it's for us or the culture, um, you know, specifically at Apple Music too. Um, we're trying to help do that stuff too behind the scenes. Um, but aside from that, um, we're we're building a new website right now, which is um, you know going to be amazing. We've got some new features that will make a surprise on there, but they're features that um, artists are going to love and fans are going to love. We know that they're just traditional features that we've never had that fans always desire. Um, and we've thrown around the idea of it, getting our app back. We used to have an app that was pretty awesome, but it's real costly, you know, to to have an app. Um, and websites are just as good as apps now. Ours currently isn't, but we um, our new one definitely will be. But we've thrown that idea around, so if we get enough feedback, we might bring an app back. Um, uh, besides that, we are um, – working right now to do the beat battle uh, at Flavorfest again. Um, and we're planning on, um, we are planning on doing some special things with the freshman uh, 2018 class as well, which we'll announce, you know, as we get closer to completing some stuff. But um, yeah, those are the things that are kind of on our plate right now. Yeah, those beat battles are incredible, man. Uh, I still remember my favorite and probably the most legend was the one between Dirty Rice and Tone Jones. That one was just incredible. And, uh, oh, man, that was a classic. 
Yeah, man, that was definitely legendary, and uh, I think we're going to remember that one for a long time. But uh, before you go, man, I would love for you to be able to give any type of advice you'd have for anybody who wants to create either a media company, just a Christian hip-hop artist, or just any kind of advice for somebody who wants to, to have some type of a startup and to go out and venture and do something on their own. Yeah, man, there's so much um, <laughs> so much advice to be given for someone starting out. Um I would say like uh, very um, beginner level, I would uh, ensure that you have a unique name that, you know, is not out there. Then also go to, um, man, I can't remember the name of the website off top, Um, but just make sure that the name is not copyrighted and copyright that name globally um, and uh, ensure that you own that brand name because you're going to put your sweat equity and your money um sweat equity is also money so you're going to put all of that into building something and that you know someone could come along and copyright it on their own um and you could lose out on that so i would do that in the very beginning um and then of course go grab all the social media the website url you know everything you can to establish that you are definitely going to own that brand um and then, you know, really uh, be involved in, you know, be involved in uh, your church, like uh, your your local church, like be involved, serve. So you come with a servant's heart to life um, uh, and in business, you, you, you kind of communicate with that kind of heart um, with humility and, and humbleness and um, that helps, you know, tremendously. And uh you know, have a wise counsel around you um, business-wise. And if, if you don't have people that have experience, then get involved in kind of like local meetup, business meetups, which exist in every city. And just, uh, you know, get around people that are more experienced and smarter than you or wiser than you, because that's going to, you know, bring you up to that level eventually. Um, and just, uh, you know, I think relationships are, are really key in, in everything in life. And so I think, you know, build those relationships with people um, and whether you do business with them or not, you know, it doesn't matter because, you know, for us, you remember that you're a Christian, remember that you need to, you know, minister to people. So I think just um, dialoguing with people, you know, you can be ministering to them at the same time. Um, And then, you know, uh, creating those relationships are, you know, going to be crucial because if you're in this business for years, you're going to be around the same people, whether you want to be or not, um, you know, years down the road. And so, um, you know, you can be helping each other out or you can just kind of, uh, back yourself into a corner to where you don't have anyone left, you know, to, to kind of uh, work with or help you out. So, just nurture those relationships. Be grateful for um, anyone that has done anything for you ever, uh, whether it's retweet you or buy a T-shirt from you or buy an album, um, came to a show, bought a ticket, uh, you know, shouted you out, anything. Because, you know, um, our time is is uh, finite and, um, you know, people's resources are uh, – you know, it, it 
it's of high value for anyone to contribute anything that you are doing. And so I think you need to show that gratitude um, and that gratitude is going to go a long way, you know? So yeah. I think those are kind of my high level, like um, suggestions for anyone starting out. Yeah, I definitely agree. Relationships and gratitude are uh, two of the most important things that I've discovered in my journey as well. And so, Chad, I do want to thank you for being on the Business with Bordeaux podcast, and I appreciate your time. And uh, and where can people uh, find you, reach you, uh, just keep up with what you're doing? Can you share with them where they can uh, where, where you can be reached at? Um, yeah, man, thanks for having me. And uh, um, they can find me on Rapzilla, which is just uh, everything at Rapzilla or slash Rapzilla. Um, on anywhere. And then same thing with my personal social media is all Chad Horton. Um, everywhere is just at Chad Horton or slash Chad Horton. Well, Chad, again, I want to thank you so much for being on the Business with the Bordeaux podcast this week. Uh, thank you so much for your time, taking the time out to do this. It really does mean a lot. Thank you so much for your testimony. Uh, I think that was incredible. And I'm sure a lot of people would uh, you know, just love to hear the heart uh, behind the man behind Rabzilla and for sharing all the tidbits, the wisdom. Uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Rabzilla grow, prosper. Uh, even though, you know, both of us are part of different companies, I still feel the uh, the hashtag same team is uh, still very ap applicable. And uh, so anyway, man, uh, I do want to thank you again, and I hope everything goes well for you. Thanks, man. Um best to you and i'm looking forward to hearing the podcast when it when it comes out so thanks for your time and thanks for having me all righty that was the interview with mr chad horton from rapzilla uh like i said at the beginning of the interview it's always been interesting uh for me to interview these individuals who head up other christian media outlets because uh you know i am a very competitive guy and so, you know, working with track stars, seeing Rapzilla, Vossier uh, grow the heck up. But, you know, the one thing that I know is that, you know, we all have the overall same mission is to uh, share gospel driven content, uh, glorify Jesus in doing that. And we just have different ways of doing that. You know, Trackstars has different things that they're doing that's different from Grow the Heck Up, that's different from Rapzilla, different from Jam to Hype, different from TJ Wado. And so, you know, everybody's got their own thing that they're doing. And so for us to be able to kind of get together, work together, uh, kind of understand how, you know, how to best do business in general, uh, that way we can penetrate uh, the mainstream market and show people that there's some great content out there that glorifies God in what uh, in, in what we believe in. So anyway, so I'm really glad I was able to get this interview with Chad Horton again. Thank you, sir. And I also want to thank again TrueStrengthApparel.com for being a patron for the show. If any of you want to support the show, you can go to BusinessWithBordo.com and there is a link there you can sign up. And uh, and we know we have pledges just a dollar a month. Uh, you know, if you just want to help out with just a little bit, it still goes a long way to help. And you know, even more so though, just knowing that somebody's willing to put their money uh, towards something that they believe in is really, really great to see. So shout out to Trackstars. Um, make sure you go to trackstars.com to check out all of uh, what we got going on over there. And Solomon Sports Podcast, I haven't plugged that in a while. Trying to get some plugs in the beginning of the year. I uh, won't be doing a ton of plugs throughout the year. Uh, I try not to. I don't know, it just feels a little, 
I don't know. It feels kind of cheesy a little bit. I don't know. It's just the way I feel sometimes. And uh, there's a lot of things I can plug, a lot of people that I, I love. Uh, got a lot of friends out there doing great stuff. And so, you know, plugging stuff all the time, it's not really the best thing to do. And I don't want my podcast just to be a whole bunch of plugs at the intro and outro. And that's why I don't do it a whole lot. But I do thank our uh, the patrons for the show. I thank you for tuning in and listening. Uh, please give me some feedback. Let me know how you feel about the show. You can do it on iTunes, leave a review. You can do it on SoundCloud, leave a comment. Or you can hit me up on Twitter at JasonBordo1. And it's the same on Instagram. And also check it out on Facebook as well. Uh, Facebook.com slash BusinessWithBordeaux. So until next time. I appreciate you. I appreciate your time. I hope this year has started off great for you, and I hope you have a fantastic day.